Welcome back to Behind the Wealth. I'm your host, Roger Abel, here today again with Elias Randall, and we're going to talk about an upcoming event that uh, probably affects most people, Black Friday. And as we prepared for the show, we did some research and, and kind of went back and said, where did the term Black Friday originally come from? Because we all just assume it's the day that our wives get to go get crazy after Thanksgiving, you know, go shopping, get up at whatever time in the morning and go wait in line, whether it's cold or nice outside. Um, and I'm not going to complain because I've actually received one of the like bargain TVs, which I'll talk about later. But um, the history of Black Friday doesn't start with shopping. There's really kind of two two points in time where the term Black Friday has been coined. And, and more relevant to us back in September of 1869, the stock market actually crashed um, and it caused the price of common goods to go down about 20% and gold went down 60%. So that was kind of the first time that we had been coined Black Friday. But we found another origin and, and I know you're a avid football fan, a part-time referee. Yeah. So I'll let, why don't you talk to us about kind of where it really became mainstream and people started using that term Black Friday and how it evolved into what it is today. Yeah, so in the 50s in Philadelphia, so every year, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, we get to watch the, the Army-Navy football game. So that's a huge rivalry game and always a huge event. And so they were calling they were calling that Black Friday um, because, well, one, the stock market event had happened, so that was already kind of a term out there. And then what they were seeing was they had all these visitors coming into Philadelphia, so all your retailers, um, your restaurants, your bars, all these places, their sales were spiking. And then they actually wanted to change the name. Black Friday, they thought, sounded kind of negative, so they were going to call it Big Friday. But... Philadelphia went to call it Big Friday, and really the rest of the country had already adopted Black Friday as like kind of a national holiday that goods that people are going to be buying for Christmas and for the holiday season would go on sale. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting how it was kind of revolved around the football game and then the increased spending in Philadelphia, and then it just spilled out by the 70s and 80s. It was... Um, Everywhere in the nation, people were calling it Black Friday. And as I researched this, you know, they they really looked at how did the origin come about, and there's really two thoughts here. And one is the Philadelphia, the, the Philadelphia stuff, and the the police officers would were actually calling this day Black Friday because they didn't want to work on it because it was so busy. But also, when you mentioned the negative connotation of the the Black Friday, well, in old school accounting terms, being in the black means being profitable. So that's yeah. probably why this this you know phrase was termed and existed. Um, so I, I always thought that was really cool and it's kind of neat to talk about it because we just assume that it's always been Black Friday, but how do we get there? Um, but more recently, Black Friday's expanded beyond just the Friday of Thanksgiving. I think they're already talking this year about Black Friday specials. Um, but think about back in 2005, it started with Black, Black Friday, but now we've moved into Cyber Monday. And that's first happened in 2005 when online retailers decided they wanted to start to get their piece of the pie. Um, 2010, American Express launched what they call Small Business Saturday, and that was to help small businesses gain exposure. Uh, 
to inspire consumers to shop within their own communities. Right. So I'm just wondering, when's it going to stop adding holidays that make people feel like they're saving money by spending money? Well, that's what I always get a kick out of it because my wife comes home and I'm like, it's like, I'm ready for the report. How much money did you save? (laughs) (laughs) You know, every item. Well, this is normally $100, but today it was 60. Well, Bed Bath & Beyond, it's, you know, you never buy, you never pay full retail at Bed Bath & Beyond. Everything gets a 20% coupon. And if yeah. you don't, you sign up to get one. So, I, you know, you're right. Everything's always on sale. But in, in fairness to Black Friday, there are some great deals. I remember it was probably seven years ago, my wife went out on Black Friday, and we were in no need of a TV whatsoever. But, of course, she went to Target, and she happened to get, like, in the TV line and get a golden ticket somehow. Some stranger handed it off to her because he didn't want to wait and said, would you like, you know, this ticket for this TV? So she calls me up. You know, it's like 11, 12 o'clock at night because it's not actually Friday. It's morphed into Thanksgiving night now. Right, right. Hey, can we buy this TV? I'm like, well, how much is it? She's like, well, it's a 55-inch for like $250. And back in the day, you know, seven years ago, those were like $1,000 TV. I'm like, okay, yeah. So she got it. She's all excited. We thought we'd scored the greatest Black Friday deal of all time. Three years later, it just went complete black screen. You know, some off-brand that we've never heard of, but um, it, it's so super interesting, the stuff that people buy that they think they need, which they really don't. Um, but to put in you know, perspective how big Black Friday is. Oh, it's this massive. Is, this is a 93.2 million people shopped online during Black Friday in 2019. Think about that. 93.2 million people went online and decided to do shopping. Arguably 20 years ago, I don't even know how many people went online, but it wasn't 93.2 million people. Yeah, yeah. So 20 years ago, I mean, there definitely wasn't that many people um, shopping online. Well, I mean, 20 years ago, we were just in the beginning of the internet, right? If you think about the late 90s, early 2000s, we had the tech bubble where people are literally listing dot-com websites on the stock exchanges and running up the price and all of a sudden the next day they weren't worth anything. So, you know, 20 years ago was the infancy stage of that. But last year, online shopping sales hit $7.4 billion. Um, And that's Black Friday. Compared to 83 million on Cyber Monday. So even though they've created this Cyber Monday type of sales atmosphere, it still doesn't really compare, you know, to Black Friday. Yeah. I mean, that's 83.3 million. That's still a big number, but that's nothing compared to 7.4 billion. Yeah. And, uh, you know, here's here's some of the things that we found that people are most interested in, right? The, the most highly purchased stuff on Black Friday is going to be clothing, home goods, tablets, laptops, PCs, TVs, smart gadgets, tech. In my house, I know the, the talk is, hey, my wife wants a new computer. I've got another daughter. She, we're probably going to get her an iPad. So for us, it's kind of looking at all the technology things that that we may need to get to enhance our life. DVD players for a car, even though DVD players don't really exist. you know. But you have plugins for them now that you can plug the iPads in. So those are all the kind of the things that we're personally looking for yeah, you know on Black Friday. You know what sticks out to me here? 25% for toys. So you're a father and I'm a father and um, 
I don't know how we can have any more toys at our house, but I know there's more coming because Black Friday's coming up, Thanksgiving's coming up, Christmas is coming up. I'm trying to give away 25% of my toys right now. If I could give away 75% of the toys in the house, we'd probably be to like an appropriate level uh, we of toys. Probably need to have that rule like one toy in, two toys out. That would be good. And always what happens. So just like every other dad, these toys are going to show up. We're going to be putting it together. Meanwhile, the box the toy came in is now getting made into like a castle or the, you know, I have a one and a half year old son. He's going to be inside the box. And by the time the toy is ready, he's just playing with the piece of cardboard that it came in. So, and you can just but build we build a $2 castle. Yeah. Or get uh, some chairs and some sheets and, you know, make a fort. It'd probably be just as fun. So one thing I think is going to be really different this year, it's, it, it's that, What's going to happen with Black Friday due to the COVID-19 and the coronavirus? You know, in the midst of the pandemic, it's surely to look different. Um, and one thing I've already seen on some of the, the websites that I follow and I shop on is that they're really promoting more online specials, trying to really drive that traffic online for Black Friday. So I, I don't know, are they going to have like, if you get online at this time, you can line up online for the special deals? Because if you think about, you know, Best Buy or the Targets, and they have the special deal on the TVs. There's like six yeah. TVs. It's not an unlimited number. So how are they going to do that online? You know, that that's a good question, but I'm sure they could incentivize like some codes or you have to get a special code and enter it by a certain time. And here's what sticks out to me. So online shopping sales in 2019 were up 22.3%. So this year, people are already not going out because of uh, COVID-19. So I, I wonder what that number is. Is that number going to skyrocket again to like 50%? And you know who's probably feeling really good about that? Jeff Bezos is probably like, <laughs> this year is going to be a good year. It's already been a good year for Jeff. <laughs> yeah. We just covered the billionaire show, and, and we didn't update his net worth number, but I, I'm sure it's drastically higher and. Will right. be drastically higher after the end of the year. Yeah, and if you're him, and you know, last year online sales are up 22. percent I just I wonder what their forecast is for this year. Well, when we do this show next year, we'll be able to come back and yeah, I guess we'll know. Maybe we'll have to start having our own prediction of actually what the increase in online sales is going to be year over year. Give you like the ongoing prediction for this show. We'll set the over under and take action on that. Yeah, there, well, that's the athletic and football fan in you right there. <laughs> All right, so Elias, I think it's good to, to offer people, you kind of call our six tips for Black Friday shopping. The first one is create a budget and stick to it. And if you've listened to our show, what that doesn't mean is track every dollar that you're spending. What it means is figure out, or at least in my household, is figure out, hey, what what's our overall amount of money we're going to spend on, you know, Black Friday, and a lot of times what we're really doing is we're ramping up for Christmas season, right? So set a budget and stick to it because it's easy to get sucked into a lot of stuff that you don't need. It's it's like when I go to the grocery store. I go with a list with nine items. Somehow, when Dad goes to the store, I come home with a whole shopping cart of stuff that was not on that list that I saw as necessary, but clearly wasn't. Yeah, yeah, and that's, you know, with especially Black Friday shopping and just how stores in general kind of know how to cross sell and kind of the psychology that they use. Um, 
impulse purchases, I'm sure Black Friday shopping or just running rampant. Um, people have a list, go in, they end up buying all this other stuff. Uh, but as far as creating a budget, I think a good tip, at least what my family does. So we utilize a sinking fund for our, we call it our Christmas savings account. And every week there's a certain amount of money that goes in there. So then at the end of the year, we have our total that we want to spend um, on Christmas and, or at least on Black Friday in the holiday season. Um, and one thing I will say, if you go over budget, which is very easy to do, we all know that. Probably will happen. Yeah, it's it likely. probably, <laughs> yes. Well, I give the budget is just to have a ballpark. At yes, least in my it's, house, a ball, it's a ballpark. Right, it's a ballpark. If you go over budget, oh well. I mean, it's not going to like, don't beat it, don't beat yourself up. Remember the importance of Black Friday, Thanksgiving, Christmas. The gifts are great, makes everyone feel good. Um, so if you go over budget, whoops a daisy. And Elias, as your wife is going to say, but I saved all this money. Yeah, well, that's how you justify it. It was all the money you saved, and you still went over budget. Oh, that's so funny. Um, so it, the next, that, the planning a budget kind of goes to the next one, which is planning your purchases. So when you go, and I, my wife is actually really good at this, she'll always have an idea of what she's looking for when she's going, and it's not typically random. Obviously, they're out shopping, whether it's me. You know, if I go to the hunting and fishing store, I usually go with something in mind I want. Well, that morphs all over the entire store for about two and a half hours. Um, my wife jokingly tells me that I should just be an employee at the store uh, <laughs> most of the time when I go there because I know about as much as they do. I used to work in that industry you know, 20 plus years ago. But if you have a list, it, it makes it a lot easier to plan and say, okay, I'm going and looking for a coat for my daughter today. So we go to that section versus, oh, maybe we need a sweatshirt. Just plan some of that stuff out in advance prioritize your list. So if you have big purchases, you know, and if you have a budget and you're going to make big purchases, put those big purchases at the top and kind of work top down. You know, usually the $8 pair of dad socks isn't going to crush the budget. But if all no. of a sudden you forgot to put in the winter jacket, that can make a pretty big impact in your overall spending during yeah. that time. Yeah. Not only probably prioritizing by items or what, but probably who too. So I know... For me, I prioritize my wife as number one because if I don't get her anything, um, not going to be fun holiday season for me. And then two is the kids, and then three is kind of everyone else. So after one and two, I could forget somebody, and it's really not that big a deal. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you're honest about that. Um, so if you're going to do the Black Friday shopping, and it's – you know, I guess this year's a little different. Typically, you know, you're going to a store, but if you're not going to a store, one thing to do is have a backup plan. You know, if you were planning on going to Best Buy to get that big screen TV and it's not there, well, what's plan B, C, and D with your list? Because if we have a backup plan, we have something to fall back on and we're not trying to figure it out at a really crazy time, such as Black yeah, Friday. Right, and when you're already in the midst of shopping, there's already, a little bit of chaos and stuff going on anyway, which would make, you know, just makes the decision harder when you're right in the middle of it. So if you have a backup plan, you can go, well, didn't get that, but I also wanted this, so let's just move on. Yeah, and I think that kind of leads us into the next one, which is do your research, right? If you're gonna create and prioritize what you wanna buy, we need to have some kind of a backup, and we have this backup plan, you have to do research. Find out if what you're looking to purchase is really a deal 
or if it's just more of an advertisement because a lot of times they're sucking you in with the most phenomenal deal you've ever seen, but not everything's a deal. Yeah, and I, I actually, I fall prey to that. So the hardware store near my house, they're famous for the 11% rebate. And this has happened more than once. And the most recent one, I was remodeling uh, the master bathroom at our house. And I had the tub picked out I wanted, so I went to buy it. And it was like $210. Well, I knew that weekend they're having their big 11% rebate sale. So instead of buying it that day, I said, I'm just going to wait. I'll come back Saturday. Well, on Saturday, the tub is now $250, but I get my 11% rebate. But really, that still adds up to more than what I, what I would have paid had I bought it three days earlier just for the normal retail price. So that's another thing you got to watch out for is, is it really a deal or is the price, the full price jacked up and then they flash a sticker in front of you, oh, 25% off. Right. Yeah, I, th I think that's super important. And it's easy today to compare with the internet. You can go click into any item and get prices on multiple things. I was looking for something last night and I'm like, well, here's the five stores that have these prices and they're all within like $25. So when it's that small sum of money, then I make my decision based upon who I trust the most on the internet versus <laughs> the cheapest one sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm willing to pay a little bit more, but it's so easy to price shop now, um, which, which is to the detriment of some of the really small businesses out there um, because they can't always compete. But if you're looking to do online shopping during this holiday season, you know, do your research before all this stuff. You have time to do it right? It's online. You're not going to a store. Yeah. Um, and the other, I would say probably research and kind of know the dates too, to kind of eliminate some of that sense of urgency. Cause I know black Friday is the big day, but typically you have more than just one day of access to those deals. And if you know that that's going to eliminate some of the sense of urgency to, uh, to buy right on the spot. And then, um, a lot of companies, they do price matching. So keep that in mind too, because if you find a price somewhere, you might be able to get the same price from a similar retailer too. So you can use that to uh, help your purchase decisions. For sure. And one thing I, I thought about, I just noticed on here, which you kind of already hit on, but there's a lo lot of websites that offer price tracking tools that you can use for a lot of the major online retailers. Like Amazon, for instance, they, they have a way to see how good of a deal something is to make sure that you're not falling prey to the hay 11% off rebate, <laughs> right. even though the price is 20% higher today. Right. Um, so that's one of the things that you can do is go find those places that can help you track the prices of things. Um, I don't do a whole lot of that, but, but I know they do exist. And I'm the next one I'm actually a sucker for. I mean, I am the biggest sucker <laughs> for this around and that's the additional purchase, right? Getting sucked into the add on, you know, Oh, I bought the boots. Like I, I know on Amazon, oh, you bought this. Well, people similar to you buy this plus this plus this. I'm like, oh yeah, well, those socks, those look like I need those socks too. And pretty soon I'm just adding things on that I don't need, but they look really intriguing. Like they, they, they make my life better, which in reality probably has no effect whatsoever. Well, and it's just the click of a button. So it's so easy, just click, yep, click, yep. <laughs> It's, you know what? That's a good point because when you're just clicking the button, it's almost like going to the casino. Like the casino, they, they don't let you bet with real chips. 
It'd be way or, more painful. If right. you had to lay out a $10 bill, that would hurt. But when it's that little red chip, you just throw it it's out like there. It's like the Amazon buy now button. Yeah. Oh, yeah. buy now. Like there's no pain to me in buy now because I don't really see it except in the bank account, which, you know, the old saying is if it's not in your palm of your hand. It's not real. Or, you know, I see a lot of my friends on Facebook. Well, I want to see pictures where it didn't happen. Um, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Like, if the, if the money's not real. So it's so easy to just click the button and buy things. And just pretty soon you bought 11 items and you had no intention of buying any of those. Yeah. Yeah. And the psychology of the retail sales, I mean, this is, they know what they're doing. It's not like they're not guessing. So when the these cross-selling opportunities they're setting up for themselves or even uh you get an email that's like the confirmation of your purchase, but it also offers you other items before your uh, transactions finalized. Or you know, here's a few other things you want to add. These, um, you know, they're not they're not guessing that that stuff works. They know they know that that's a proven, um, you know, it's just proven psychologically to help them get more sales, and it's a uh, very effective. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing because there's actually no. been instances where I'm like, oh yeah. I actually need that. Right. I forgot that. And one of the ones that's really great and intuitive, which I, you know, due to COVID, we've turned all of our grocery shopping online. So when I go to the place that I buy my groceries, it's like, hey, these are the things that you've bought before. Are you sure you don't want these items again? And I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot the bread and I forgot this and I forgot this, which they're cross selling me, but those are they actually are. items that are helping me not have to go place another purchase because I failed to put them in my cart. So I'm not saying that's a bad thing. No, um, and that, that's one of my my favorite parts of online shopping is the stuff they do remember because it adds a certain level of convenience and convenience is valuable, especially like doing your grocery shopping. When they remind you of the stuff you usually buy, well, you didn't have to make a list. They just, they kept, they keep the list for you. So that adds you know, that does add value. They're cross-selling, but it's also adding value to you, you know what the I great, think. The great thing about online shopping for groceries is when my wife gets the wrong, like if I order it and the wrong thing comes, it's no longer my fault. Because if I go to the store and buy the wrong thing, then it's, it's your my fault. fault. It's no longer my so fault. I'm able to pass you, the buck if I order the wrong thing online. Did you order the right thing? I mean, sometimes I've ordered the right thing, but you know, you, you get the light sour cream instead of the regular sour cream or... You know, if I click the wrong button, it's not my fault anymore because they did it. It's the best part of it. Kind of sounds like a charade. <laughs> well, you know, I thought about this because we're talking about getting sucked into additional purchases online, but this happens in the store too. You were talking about this. The stores have figured out how to get you in front of as many items as possible. I swear, when I go to Target, I have it figured out. And the next time, nothing's in the same place. They can't put it all by, they can't put all the cheese next to each other. They like spread it out. So I have to walk by different different displays. At Hy-Vee, my wife wants a specific brand of pita chips. And in my mind, we would put all the pita chips with the other chips. Yeah, right They're nowhere there. there. They have some in the deli, they have some in the health market, they have some in the frozen section. I went to Hy-Vee yesterday, I walked around the store five times trying to find this brand of pita chips. And I finally found it. And it's never in the same spot. Well, that's not coincidence. No. They're making me walk by all the displays, the high dollar items, to see if, oh, I'll grab one of those. And 
one of my good friends works at Hy-Vee. And I told him, I said, hey, get rid of those $4 juice boxes because every time I go get apples, and this is before COVID, my daughter's with me. She's like, dad, can I have one of those juice boxes? And they're like four bucks. And they're right, they're right they're by, right the, by apples. the apples. And <laughs> guess what I do? Well, you know, it's the first place you go in the store. Yep. So I'm not going to just deal with, dad, I want the juice box. I'm just going to give her the juice box. Right. And those, ju- <laughs> you know, the adults aren't shopping for juice boxes. No. But they're right by the apples because they know your toddler's going to be standing there with you. And now there's a negotiation about a juice box. And you're probably going to give in just so you can move on with your shopping. So it's funny because I I saw him at the store one day and I said, hey, Ryan, I go, hey, you got to move those juice boxes or something. And he just kind of chuckled, you know, and I ordered groceries and he kind of helps fulfill those orders. And I chuckled a little bit. And all of a sudden I get like a whole bag of these juice boxes and I wasn't putting two and two together. I got home to my wife. I'm like, I have like 12 of these juice boxes. Did you order these? And she's like, no. So I'm thinking I got somebody else's order. So I go into the store next time. He goes, hey, uh, what'd you think all those juice boxes? I'm like, oh, I put two and two together. He bought me like a dozen juice boxes because I've been complaining about it. But, you know, they clearly know what they're doing um, to get the to get the uh, additional purchases. Yes. Yeah, they do. And there's a couple other tactics. Um, A lot of times there'll be like a countdown clock. So earlier we were talking, how are they going to get? The, I guess the equivalent of a line for like the TVs and stuff. Um, so shopping online um, and just some things to be aware of, to be aware of. Um, like a countdown clock might be there. It might say this deal is only available for the next five minutes. That's probably not true. That deal is probably available for the rest of the day or a couple days. Um, buy one, get one free. That's like one of the ultimate marketing. Um, Every time I go to the gas station, if I want a sugar-free Red Bull, one's like three dollars, or buy two for four thirty-three. Well, how am I not going to buy two? Right. I'm buying two every single time. Right. Um, so that that is a good a good one there. They they suck you in really really well. High demand. Uh, show customers products they're viewing. If you're online, they'll say, Hey, there's X amount of customers looking at this product, which kind of makes you feel like, Whoa, maybe I need to look at that product too. Um, so they might be, you know, wary about that product at first, but it makes them feel good, right? It yeah. could be the off-brand TV that is probably only going to last three years. But if everybody's looking at it, you'd be like, eh, you know, everybody else is doing it. Maybe right. I can do it too. Yep. High demand and, uh, and scarcity. Those are two, um, two motivating buying factors, right? So the more, um, you know, the more that they can make it feel like that's a high demand product. There's only so many available. I better buy it right now. Um, that increases the odds that you will buy it. And I will say, uh, just because you're aware of some of these marketing things and some of like the psychology that goes into it, um, don't get grumpy or like don't buy stuff. Don't choose not to buy the stuff you want because of this. Which I have to remind myself of that because sometimes. If I'm buying something and then, um, you know, like a countdown clock were to come or it's 100 other people are looking at this TV, sometimes I'll be like, well, I'm not buying it then because they're trying to trick me. Well, if I really want it, I should just buy it, right? Instead of, oh. Well, yeah, you, no, you're right. But having the knowledge, you're armed, you can kind of laugh, be like, oh, I know what they're trying to do here. Yeah. You, know, it's, you just kind of know what's going on versus 
being oblivious to yeah, just falling, how they're marketing Yeah, just more, falling into this it. This is more of, hey, this is how they're marketing to you. So just be aware of your surroundings and how things work and make sure you're actually getting a deal, per se, if that's what you're looking for. There's nothing wrong with buying something that's not on sale. No, there's nothing wrong with if that. If you need that item or you want that item and you want to get that for somebody, you don't have to have a deal to buy it. You right. know, the, the idea that it has to be on sale, I think, is overblown. If you want it, go get it. Because the sale price and what you're saving probably has very little to no long-term impact on your financial future. Right. I mean, because a lot of these things, even if, you know, if we're talking, if it's a $100 item and it's one's 15% off and one's 20% off, well, yeah, if 20% compared to 15% sounds like a lot, 5%, it's five bucks. You spent it's that not on the latte that... when you entered the store. Right, right. This is the one, though, that I think is super important that people really need to pay attention to because the stores push it. I know the online vendors now push it, and that's don't fall prey to the credit card, the store credit cards. Every time I go to Shields, do you want to save $15? No, thank you. Right? If you can't afford to buy this stuff with cash or your current credit, don't be opening up store credit cards. Unless you have the intention of literally using it because you're getting an incentive deal and you're going to pay it off and get rid of the card. Right. The problem is most people overspend and they can't pay that balance. And there's all kinds of little caveats in there. And, and I tell this story. My wife and I, we got married 18 years ago. Um, and in a year after we were married, we built a new house. And, you know, you move into a new house and guess what you have to do? Furniture. Furniture. Curtains. All the stuff you didn't think about. Yep. Right? Oh, we can afford the house. Put all this money down, then I'll wait. We have to buy like TVs and furniture and all this other stuff. And we went out to Best Buy and we did, hey, you know, you have 18 months, no interest in Slumberland, 18 months, no interest. And we did all the mistakes that young people make. But, you know, it looked good on paper. We're going to buy this stuff. We're paying no interest. So time goes along. We're making the, you know, set up on auto pay. We're making the minimum payments. Well, 18 months in and all of a sudden, like, the credit card bill's a thousand dollars higher, and we're like, "What happened?" So you were, oh, back, you were back charged all that interest, weren't the, you? Yeah. The caveat, yeah. which nobody tells you, it's in the fine print, is that you have to pay the balance in full by the end of the eighteen months, right? To get all of the interest for free. If you don't, it all accumulates, regardless if you made a payment or not. And the other caveat too, if, if people don't know this, is if you put another purchase on there, even if it's not the 18 months, a lot of times they're prorating each purchase, how much the payments are being allocated towards. They're not all putting it towards your 0% purchase. So you have to be careful if you put other things on those cards. So just don't get stuck in the trap of the 0%. And if you do, you darn well better make sure you pay it off. Otherwise you're gonna have a really Nasty surprise. I learned it the hard way. I was 23 years old. Don't know any better. It just right. sounds great. I'm not paying a big screen TV. It's my dream. I mean, 23. My dream is to get a 55 inch, you know, humongous TV. Today they're like super small. This is one of those <laughs> giant TVs you have to roll in your house with three people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so in our in our world, the financial planning world, so compound interest is great, right? That's a great way to build wealth. Well, credit cards. The story you just told, that is a really good example of compound interest not working for you, which is the great part of it. 
compound interest in that situation is working against you. And so you really just want to stay out of those situations. Yeah. And here's the other thing I'll tell people. I actually worked when I was in college at multiple retail play. I worked at a jewelry store. Um, I worked at a clothing store. I worked at an outdoor store. And the stores are incentivizing the employees for the number of credit cards they can open. The other thing, most stores, the employees are required to ask each people. So I, I always get a little perturbed when they ask me if I want a credit card. But then I think back and remember, that person doesn't really want to ask me for a credit card. Their boss is telling yeah. them they have to give you a credit card. So be nice to the person that's soliciting the card from you because nobody out there really wants to say, hey, Elias, would you like to have the credit card today? <laughs> right. It's not There's, human nature to yeah. have, you know, you think about how many people tell somebody no. Like they're getting, you know, 40 no's for every yes. That's not human nature to do that. They're being forced by their employer or boss to go out there and solicit credit cards. So be nice to the person when you tell them no. And I'm not always good at that, but I have to remind myself, hey, they don't really want to. They don't really yeah, want they to don't, send me this credit yeah, card today. They, they don't want to ask. And, you know, you just said you don't really want it. Uh, there's nothing wrong with just saying no thank you. Yeah. It could be that simple. <laughs> Sometimes. They're, they're, well, I, I remember there was a place in town, and they were very, very pushy. But I had a membership. Oh, join our membership. And sure, you don't want the credit card. And, of course, over time, I just wore me down. So I paid my three-year membership. Well, the, guess what? That store is no longer. <laughs> so the uh, – the person working, just they wore you down. They oh, would yeah. not take Every no. Every time I went in, they just wouldn't take no. So I'm like, fine, I'll buy the three-year membership. You know, it, I didn't take the credit card, but I bought the membership. And uh, it, it wasn't that much. And I got some gift cards and some money off. But Probably made that person's day. They don't even exist any. Like, they're not in existence in our town anymore. <laughs> so my membership that I purchased a year ago, it's gone. <laughs> so it was, it was a really good investment. Um, I think the last thing to kind of keep in mind is that, you know, people that want to go shopping on Black Friday, it's supposed to be fun. And the long lines and chaotic stuff that happens maybe doesn't make it fun. Just yeah. relax a little bit. I mean, we don't need to push. We don't need to shove. We don't need to knock people over. We're going to see on the news. Right, all these oh, yeah. people that rushed into Walmart to get this hot deal, and ninety-five percent of them will not get it. It's no. okay, just relax. Um, it's just stuff. If you think about it, two years from today, you probably won't even be using the stuff that you buy. Probably not. So it's not relevant in the long term. In the in the long term picture, um, yeah, you're right. It's really not. Um, it's, it's really not relevant and, um, you know, keep in perspective, just relax. Uh, cause you know, like you said, we're going to see something crazy. It's like almost every year you hear a story on the news that two people were fighting over a TV. And then I just always think how much money would I have to save to actually fight someone over a TV? Was it that good? I mean, it's a TV. There's I, no way the TV is that impressive. I just think today, like, to me, a TV's a TV. Technology's come so far. I can't even tell the difference between two TVs. I mean, yeah, surely if there's one that's 15 years old, I can tell the difference. But I've still got a plasma TV from 2006 hanging out in my outside porch. It's just as good as ones inside my house. 
right. refuses to die. We've been trying to get rid of this TV for the last six years. It won't go away. It goes through freezing temperatures. It just will not go away. But <laughs> I don't know the difference. So I can't believe people are getting that riled up about a TV. Yeah. Yeah. So just remember, just kind of try to relax if you can. Um, you know, there's going to be there's going to be plenty of opportunities. There might even be sales right now. Um, while we're filming the show that are already going on that are just as good as the deals that will be available on Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Um, and, you know, it is around Thanksgiving, so I kind of get a hard time about this, but one of my favorite dad jokes I like to make when my wife and my mother-in-law, they're getting ready to go out and go Black Friday shopping, I always make sure to get a little jab in there, and I say, you know, I'm sure glad that the holidays are about spending time with family. So I, uh, anyway, I try to lighten the mood with that one, but I usually just get the, I get the look over that comment. Um, but I still make it and I'll probably make it this year. Well, I think the biggest takeaway is just have some fun with this, put a game plan together, you know, make smart decisions while you're either online or at the store. Um, and for some people though, you made a comment about spending time with family. It is good family time for a lot of people like my wife her sister and mom every single year, like six o'clock on Thanksgiving night for as long as I can remember, they go, they go shopping together. So it's actually good family time, just maybe not with us, but you're right. watching football right. anyway, so it doesn't really matter. That is true. Yes. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening to this episode of Behind the Wealth. I'm Roger Abel and I'm here with Elias Randall. We want to th thank everybody for listening. Tune in again, btwellshow.com. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. All performance referenced is historical and is not a guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. Premier Investments of Iowa Incorporated and LPL Financial do not provide tax advice. Please consult your tax professional.